All right. Welcome in. This is Rams Edge, and today we are talking about on episode 18 about the, I won't say rumor, but the suggestion that Bleach Report made about going after Montez Sweat, why I think it might make some sense, why I think it won't. In addition to that, we'll be talking about Robert Quinn, probably the most talked about trade candidate for the LA Rams. We'll talk about why I think it's a good idea, why I think it won't happen, and also uh, a guy on the roster by the name of Justin Hollins, who I think is going to be in for a pretty good season to the point where you might not actually need to trade for another player. So before we get into it, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment. And I'm just going to say right now, um, you know, I, I think with a lot going on, this season, a lot upcoming, the Rams, you know, trying to, to prove themselves, you know, try to repeat, right? I do think that there is definitely some some pressure to go and, and make a deal. And I understand, uh, you know, that is the case, right? I understand there's always pressure when you're a team that is known as F them picks. Um, <clears throat> there's always pressure to go out and just make that big time deal. Screw the picks, trade them away get the big-time player, but it's not always a guarantee. It's not always necessary either, and so, uh, you know, I, I think let's just start with Montez Sweat, okay? Montez Sweat is a player that I really like, actually. I really liked him in the draft. I had the privilege of watching him up close and personal, um, you know, at the Senior Bowl, and, uh, you know, he actually, funny enough, he actually declined my interview i haven't been declined too many interviews montez what was one of them i don't hold it against him though it's just something that i remembered but when you look at montez sweat you know this is somebody he's 25 years old he'll be 26 in september um you know he hasn't had a you know monster career or anything like that but i do think he is obtainable when you really look at it uh you know the bigger picture here is that look this is somebody he's had 21 sacks in his career He's played three seasons, and last year was a down year. While you saw the trajectory, right? 2019, he's 23 years old. Uh, he's coming off two forced fumbles. He has two pass breakups. He's got seven sacks, 50 tackles. And then all of a sudden, basically, well, he uh, he goes and he has an even better 2020. You know, he gets an interception that season. He plays all 16 games, so back-to-back seasons with 16 games played, nine sacks, 45 tackles, so kind of similar to the year before, although I noticed, you know, obviously he got better uh, 20 quarterback hits to 13. However, the next year, in 2021, that was when Sweat, in his third season, only played 10 games, missed uh, seven games in 2021. Uh, He had three forced fumbles, so that was still there. He had 13 quarterback hits. He had five sacks, but he wasn't quite the same player. Now, could the Rams trade for a guy like that? He's been suggested by Bleacher Report. He's 6'6", 262. He's got great size. But why, based on everything I said, why would Washington trade him? Because that's the real thing right now. Doesn't matter if you want a player. It does not matter if you want a player. If a team that isn't willing to trade away their player, I mean, it doesn't, again, it does not matter. So 
I will say this, okay? The Rams liked Montez Sweat in the draft. There's a lot of talk that they wanted to get him at 31 back in 2018 in the draft. 2019, rather, in the draft. And that is the year that they traded out of the first round and they selected Taylor Rapp in close to the end of the second. So Bleacher Report is indeed proposing that the Rams go after the $11 million Montez Sweat. He's got two seasons left on his rookie deal, which is for four years, right? They did exercise his fifth-year option on April 27th. So, obviously, there is some interest there. Now, there's an interesting little proposal that was put in uh, by the basically the person that made the Bleacher Report thing. Wharton is his last name. He's saying the Rams should consider the former first-rounder Sweat and they should propose to send a 2023 second-round pick for Montez Sweat. Now, there's some good with this. There's some bad with this. So let's start with the good, right? Well, the good would be Montez Sweat, the explosive ability he has, the athleticism, the ability to rush the passer, how I don't think he fills a need because, like I said I, over and over again, I do believe that Justin Hollins is enough. I do believe Terrell Lewis is enough. I do believe they have a rotation that's enough alongside Leonard Floyd. But if this team's trying to repeat, they're probably not looking for enough. And that is where all of a sudden the Montez Sweat stuff might make some sense. So I'm not against this trade, this hypothetical trade. I'm not against it. What's hypothetical is the trade itself. What's not hypothetical is the fact that the Rams, they actually like Montez Sweat. They were considering drafting him. That's what we know. So here's the thing. It's really hard to find quality pass rush. And unfortunately for Washington, When you look, Sweat is not a pro bowler. He has not appeared in the pro bowl. He's been good. He's not been great. He's been good. 21 sacks in 42 career games. But here's the thing, and this is why, this is why the Rams could be interested and why Washington could be interested in trading him. Because right now, Washington is in a little bit of a dilemma. They're soon going to have to pay Dayron Payne, who was drafted a year before him. Are they going to be able to afford both of those guys? If they know right now that they cannot pay Montez Sweat what he is worth down the line, they might opt to trade him, try to find some value, try to add some value. Is Washington going to win the division this year? I don't think many people think they are. I'm sure Washington's trying to, but. You get a second round pick for next year's draft for a player you spent a first on and, you know, it's three years, four years later and he hasn't been a pro bowler. I think that's a win for Washington. I would say so. But I mean, will they really do this? Where did this come from? What I would say is 
that normally stuff like this, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. This was leaked for a reason. Like this, this is not just a suggestion. I think this actually has legs. Now, here's the, the question, though. This is where this is playing devil's advocate. Why would they make this trade? Because when you look, they have Chase Young, they have Dayron Payne, they have Jonathan Allen, so they do have to pay Dayron Payne. But who's playing defensive end? Are they going to move Dayron Payne to defensive end? Because if Montez Sweat is gone, they have James Smith Williams from the 2020 class, seventh round pick, and they have Casey Tuhill, and they have uh, 2021 seventh round pick Shaka Tony and William Bradley King. So unless they love those guys and they feel confident in what they are providing, I don't know necessarily if they would be willing to part with a first-round talent they got in 2019. I think it's interesting. I think it is certainly something that you know is worth discussing, suggesting, all that. But I think this would be more beneficial for the Rams than it would be for the Commanders. That's what I think. And I, I definitely think the Rams 2023 second round pick is up for grabs. If you ask me, I think their second round and the third round pick in 2023 is up for grabs. I kind of feel like their first round pick in 2024 would be up for grabs for the right price. But I don't think that they would be looking to trade that. I think going into this year, they're looking at the second and third round or next year. Like They've already proven that they can draft without that. I think they're looking at it this year and thinking, all right, if we want a player, we're definitely going to be able to get that player. Like they're, they're open to trading that right off the rip. And so I think that's like an important thing in this whole, you know, discussion because like everyone wants to talk about it, you know, like Montez, what gets brought up with the Rams in a Bleach Report article. Now everyone's talking about it and that's totally normal, right? Totally normal. So Raheem, I'm going to take your call. I see you're, uh, calling in. Appreciate you doing that. Appreciate everyone being in here. How we doing today? What's up, Raheem? Doing pretty good. Um, I actually saw saw this report a little bit earlier. Me and a couple, me and a couple friends were talking about it. Um, I, 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 the the name and the uh, like I said, the position, uh, the help that we would get at the position. Sorry about that. Is um, is definitely attractive. I am a little bit worried about that that price tag that comes with him and um you know uh in, in terms of long longevity where you know how long he would be with the team um i know that we moved a second and a third for von last year but i i i believe that there was some some hope that you know he would sign with us beyond uh uh, uh beyond the end of this last year um it you know just didn't turn out that way yeah, but I am a little bit worried on it on that front. If it, you know, so if there's a way we can make the uh, make the money work, maybe a little bit more. I don't know if Washington would be willing to take take on some of his contract. Um, but it's 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 definitely something I'm interested in, and definitely uh, you know developing that I'm definitely gonna keep my eye on. Yeah, I mean he's incredibly valuable with the fact that you know if the Rams are able to get him they have two years of his contract left uh, before you know he eventually you'd have to extend him and uh, you know appreciate you calling in oh there you are <laughs> wasn't sure if you were uh, bouncing but yeah 
I think it's incredibly valuable because you get him on a, a rookie deal and it's at a good price point, right? I mean, we're talking 11 million over four years. So, you know, back with the, the whole so he's rookie. Got, he's got two years left on the deal? Yeah, he's got two oh, of the four okay. years. All right, yeah, now I like that. So, okay, yeah, now I like that a little bit more. But see, that's why I'm, I guess I totally get it for the Rams, right? Like, it's a really nice addition if you can go out and get him. Um, and to have him play with AD, and then potentially you have all that money that would open up if AD retires this year or next year would be perfect time to maybe extend sweat, you know, if he ends up really panning out. Um, now, my struggle is just, again, it goes back to Washington. Like, how does this make any sense for Washington unless we're really just going to, you know, give them away to the Rams we're really not going to compete this year. Maybe they are just going to compete this year and be like, you know what, we'll just try to get something for him. Uh, like, is he unhappy? I haven't heard anything about that, uh, about him being unhappy in Washington. Not to say he wouldn't be unhappy in Washington. I don't know what their direction is there, but um, I don't know. Have you heard anything on that? I actually have not. I actually haven't yeah, at all. So, so I'm really con- like I'm really wondering here, where this proposed trade came from. Because it was Ian Wharton, I, I've talked to him before on Downtown Rams, uh, you know, back in the day he came on early on. And, uh, you know, I, I think Ian Wharton knows his stuff. I think he's connected. I think this one trade each NFL team should offer before 2022 training camp starts, this has legs. Because to me, this guy has an in with the league. He knows his stuff. So if he's throwing out Arizona should trade for Robert Quinn, he probably knows Robert Quinn's going to get traded. He probably, I mean, Arizona, anybody with a brain, you know, that looks at Arizona's roster would say, yeah, they probably need a pass rusher. So I think the Rams, honestly, just based on that, they might be in uh, competition with Arizona to get a pass rusher if they want to do that. But I also do think, unless this was always the Rams' plan to go out and get a pass rusher via trade, which it does sound like that might be the case because Jordan Rodrigue has made it pretty clear she she really thinks that the Rams are going to make a trade halfway through the year. Um, but unless that was the case, Raheem, I mean, they only drafted one edge defender after all of the mock drafting all we all did and giving them pass rushers and just, you know, speculating and all that. They drafted one edge defender in the seventh round and that kind of tells me they really like what they have. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I don't think we're done. I don't think we're anything. I don't think we're anywhere close to done when it comes to moving. When it comes to uh, talent acquisition, I think definitely we could make a move by the trade. Uh, by the trade deadline, like you said at the beginning, uh, or when I came, when I when I came in, you were talking about you know does you know what we have look like enough. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but do they? You know, does the team want to roll out with enough? And I don't. I don't think they do. I think, um, you know, uh, you know, I think, you know, we thought we, we've thought that we've had enough before in the past and it hasn't and it hasn't. And I, I think that they believe if there is a move to be made out there that put that takes this team over the edge. I definitely this, you know, Snead and McVeigh have, have shown that they, they are willing to be aggressive if they feel they feel like that's it, it's worth it. No, I, I agree with that. Um you know, it's also interesting in this article, he also lists Dayron Payne to the Lions in exchange for Michael Brockers in a 2023 second-round pick. Um, that seems a little hefty, but basically his point is that the Lions should be looking to pluck talent anywhere they can. 
you know, Payne's very talented. Commanders, you know, they've put a ton of, you know, capital into, you know, getting those defensive linemen. And essentially now, you know, they got Fedarian Mathis in the second round. You know, it's possible they're not going to bring back Payne. Um, so it seems to me like there's a lot of, well, they might have to cut corners here and, and here because they paid, you know, they're going to pay Chase Young, you know, um, they're probably going to pay Jonathan Allen. So basically what that does is essentially, well, now you have, you can't pay everybody. So yeah, yeah. they have to, I think they're deciding between Dayron Payne and Montez Sweat and, I mean, I guess you would just, at this point, you would just do it now, right? And, uh, you know, try to get something for him because, you know, Sweat, you get a 2023 second-round pick for a guy that maybe you don't get anything. I mean, you're not going to get a third-round compensatory pick from him. Most of the guys, you're getting a fourth round. So that's the thing is, like, do you try to maximize your return now or do you wait and play the waiting game? Maybe you try to bring him back. But, you know, it's just one of those things where, in this league, there's just not a ton of really high-quality pass rushers. And while Sweat isn't there, he's very good. He's very toolsy, and he's going to be you know, on the Rams in this scenario if they trade for him, uh, a team that I think can get probably the most out of him, if, if you want my honest opinion. So I, I don't know. I mean, it makes a lot of sense with the Rams. Again, it's just it's kind of hard to imagine Washington doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely see. I definitely see your point, but um, I mean, not but, but uh, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. It, this does feel like one of those like Madden trades, you know, where you like you switch, <laughs> you switch yeah. the, the trade rejection off. Um, but and like I said, I don't know. Uh, I'm not too privy about what's going on over in Washington. I, I mean, I know they got the situation with the ownership, but outside of that, and then the Terry McLaurin. I know he's in a holdout right now, but outside of that, I don't know too much about what's going on in that building. In that building, so I'm not I'm not sure exactly like where you know where they are with Montez or where their Montez feels, you know. But definitely, you know, you do, that is something to think about, and you know, all of these GMs and front offices these days are starting to think, um, you know, think a little bit more proactively and about you know when they do have to pay these guys or what are we going to do, you know. You know, especially with it, these contracts are being structured, you sometimes have to, you know, you sometimes have to look at it but it'll be like, oh, oh, you know, we're we're not going to be able to keep this guy. You know, we're our, I mean, he, he may be really good, but our priorities are elsewhere. We've seen that we've done that in the past. John Johnson, for me, that's the one that sticks sticks out the most. You know, I, I loved him and I think the team really loved him. But we just, you know, at the time we were like, oh, you know, we, we, we have other priorities and um, so I think maybe if, if, if he's a guy that they feel like, oh, he, you know, he's good. But, you know, like you said, we got to sign Chase Young. We've got to sign where, um, you know, they're probably going to keep Jonathan Allen. And then, you know, the Terry McLaurin situation, and, you know, we don't know what they're, you know, they're not really sure what their cap space is, is, is going to be. I could see him. I could see him moving on. And for us, I like Justin Hollins. I, I think he can. Um, I think he can be a good a good piece for us, but I'm not 100% sure on him. Leonard Floyd, I'm much more sure about. And I believe that um, when it comes to pass rushers, if you don't have, like, if you don't have a guy that you think is a leader, a guy that you think is really good, you just throw bodies at the other positions, you know, where, like I said, I'm, I'm confident 
uh, with Floyd, I'm confident with uh, with Aaron. Gaines is a nice pass. Gaines is a nice pass rusher on the on the other side of Aaron. Uh, that other edge position, I am a little bit more worried about. So I'd love to see us just, you know, just throw bodies at that position. If we can bring in another guy, um, you know, Amantes, uh, you know, Robert Quinn is a little bit, is I think a little bit less realistic just because of the, uh, his cap hit. And, and also it's a little bit of a, a, um, a fit, you know, uh, where, whether it does he fit in with our defense, um, you know, because we tried him, you know, we, we, we tried him before at that, at that three, four edge rusher position. And he, he, uh, he doesn't really, he doesn't really do well dropping back. Um, he's, you know, he's still got the bend, you know, he, he's still got the bend and the explosion and the ability to rush the passer. Um, but I do wonder if, if he fits in our, in our defense. And like I said, the, the, the cap hit, cause I, I believe his is 18 mil next year. Yeah, it's a big cap hit. Um, it, it's one of the reasons why if the Rams did make that trade, which I actually think is probably the more realistic one, which is why I think we're hearing about it so much. Um, mm-hmm. I think, one, I think McVay did like him, right? Um, you know, and I think they did want to keep him. It's just the money got too out of control. And since he was a previous regime expenditure, somewhat previous regime, right? Like Les Snead obviously paid him. But, um, you know, he wasn't part of the McVeigh era when they paid him, you know, they kind of were like, eh, let's, let's probably, you know, allocate those funds somewhere else. Right. So they got him off the books, but yeah, I don't think that I would be, I definitely wouldn't be against him coming back. Um, I think you could probably get, you know, give up a third rounder and they would take on the majority of his salary. I think that's something where you kind of look at like a Von Miller type of trade except they're not giving up as much for Von Miller. But I'll be honest with you, and this isn't with you, Raheem, but like I find a lot of people kind of just write off Justin Hollins. Um, Hollins was fantastic at the beginning of last year. Uh, He got hurt, and then they go out and they get Von Miller. So everyone forgets about what Hollins did. But... I'll tell you right now, if, if the Rams had to start Justin Hollins, they're still winning the Super Bowl. Uh, because I, I really do believe he is a good player. He's a former fifth-round pick uh, by the Broncos. Uh, you know, obviously this defense, he was basically drafted by the originator of this defense. So he fits the defense well. He knows it well. He's got versatility to play inside or outside backer but he's very good against the run. He's developing as a pass rusher in his prime, and he's unbelievably athletic. Um, he tested out of this world at the uh, the combine. So I feel like this is somebody that quite hasn't gotten the opportunity yet. He was getting it last year. Keep in mind, he had to fend off Terrell Lewis, who was a third-round pick. So this guy that was claimed had to come in and fend off the third-round pick. And... I think really what it comes down to is when people write off Justin Hollins, they're more like, well, he's not the sexy name, right? He's not the guy that just had 19 sacks like Robert Quinn. He's not the 4-4 speed uh, pass rusher who stands at six foot six and 260 pounds like Montez Sweat. But, it, you know, funny enough, the way people describe Justin Hollins and they talk about him, you never know he was six foot five, 
248 pounds and ran a four five forty. Like you never know that. Yeah, he's not some he's not some scrub. Yeah, I try to tell people about about him, and oh, they act know, like he's, he's like six one, undersized, yeah. doesn't have speed. You know, it's uh. Yeah, he had he had two he had two sacks in the um, the regular season game against uh, the Bucks, right? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He, you know, he was having a nice. He was having a nice year, and like you said, you know, he had to fend off Lewis, but he was. You know, he was rounding into you know what was looking to be a very good, um, a very good player, especially for our especially for our defense. He's just you know we um, I believe he has to uh, stay healthy you know for the full season this year really to really show that. Yeah, but like you said, if he if if, if we have to trot Justin Hollins out there, I'm I, I I feel good about it. I don't feel as confident as I as I maybe as I want to about the position as a whole. But him as a starter, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I like him as a starter for sure. I think that again, there's just it's really that that concept. I think I hit the nail on the head when I said, you know, some people just don't think he's the sexy option. Uh not the big name, you know. But I mean, let's not forget, you know, they're starting Eric Weddle in the secondary in the Super Bowl. You know, starting a rookie linebacker in the Super Bowl. You know, like Ben Skoranek played in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Rams just need to survive. Like, honestly, all the talent they have and the depth, they just need to semi-survive with all of the, you know, avoid all the injuries and whatnot, and they're going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I think they're the best team. I think they're better than last year. And I think we're going to see more of that pass-happy approach from the offense, and I think it's going to lead – it's going to come exactly from a defense. I think it's going to generate more turnovers. I think this year – this defense was installed with Brandon Staley, was disrupted when they went away from Brandon Staley because he went to the Chargers, and they had to get things going. Then they got things going at the end of the year. And now, in my opinion, I really do think that this defense is starting is going to start hitting on all cylinders. And I think the, the thing that's really great about this past draft class is it kind of showed you what they're looking for, right? If you look really carefully and you pay attention, you can see what a team is about to do and basically the the thought process behind what the team is about to do just based on how they draft. And you look at how the Rams draft, they go and they pick Logan Bruss. So they had to fill that guard spot, right? They had, they had to fill the guard spot. So that doesn't really tell me much. That's just they're replacing Corbett. Okay, that didn't really tell me much. How about in the fourth round? They get to Kobe Durant. You know what that told me? Guy with ball skills, a guy that can play on the outside, the inside. They're probably going to have a freaking rotation going on at star because now you have Troy can play the star. You have Jalen can play the star. You have Jacoby who can play the star, Burgess. They have so many guys that can play that star role. So that's one thing. You know, you get Kyron Williams in the fifth round. What does that tell me? Well, you care about pass protection. And you're not sold on your running backs. But at the same time, you just wanted to add on to it. I think them acquiring Kyron Williams said more about Jake Funk than it did Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. So then you look at who else they got. Quentin Lake. They're preparing, right? They're preparing for when Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott become free agents at the end of the season. And they likely can't afford both of them. So they're probably going to pick one or the other. If not, they might not get either one. So that was that. So I, I think, you know, 
by the way the Rams are drafting, it really tells me, looking at the Jacoby Durant pick especially, they're going to go for making the big play. They're going to try and generate turnovers. And they're going to be aggressive. And I think we saw that last year, some of the aggression starting to come out when you have Jalen Ramsey walking away with four interceptions as opposed to the year before when he only had one. Yeah, I think that's how you combat some of these, um, you know, the, with the way that offenses are moving the ball and they're creating big plays. You, you create big, big plays on defense. And, you know, the defense, you can't move with the ball. So what are your big plays? They're your sacks, your tackles for loss, and, and like you said, turnovers. Those are, you know, th- those are your big – those are how you, you know, those are how you combat some of these – some of these, uh, uh, some of these offenses, and I, I definitely, I, I, I agree with you. I, I do think there were times last year where I wanted us to be more aggressive and, and come away with some more turnovers. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, at the end, at the beginning of the year, it, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't there. But at the end, at the end of the year, like you said, we, you know, we got a little, we got a little more aggressive, uh, aggressive on things, and uh, we were able to, uh, you know, come away with, come away with a few turnovers in, in some games. And um, but I, I think that's becoming more and more more and more important in today's NFL, being able to take away, uh, you know, take away possessions from some of these offenses, because some of these offenses, you, you give them the ball, you know, you give them the ball too many and eventually they're going to find a way to move the ball down the field and, and score on score on you. And the, how do you take that away? You, you, you literally you take the ball away from them. Well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think even further, um, you know, to add on to your point is that I think when you develop and you build such a, you know, potential juggernaut of an offense, I mean, across the board, you got Matthew Stafford, who in his first year just won the Super Bowl through 50 touchdowns and had over 6,000 yards. He's the only one in the history of the league to ever do that, um, which is just insane. So, you know, you have a guy who's capable. Then you have a running back room that's loaded. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Kyron Williams. Then you have wide receivers that are honestly loaded. People don't talk about the fact that, you know, Allen Robinson, his best year was with, I mean, you could argue his best year. He had 1,400 yards with arguably the best Blake quarterback Bortles? he ever played with, you know, Blake Bortles back in that time when he threw 35 touchdowns. Now he's got, you know, Matthew Stafford. You got Cooper Cup coming off a triple crown. You you got, you know, Van Jefferson going into year three, coming off an 800-yard season, a top seven yards per reception season, dynamic. You got two, two Atwell healthy. You got Jacob Harris healthy, you know. So you have those guys in the tight ends. You got uh, Higby. You got Blanton and Hopkins, who all showed up for you in different points of last season and in the postseason especially. So you got that clutch factor. You got a good offensive line from you know left to right. Talk about Nopum, Edwards, Allen was a Pro Bowl alternate. You got Logan Bruss in there, right guard. And you got Havenstein, who I think is the best right now uh, on the offense. Allen was line. an alternate. Allen was an alternate? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. Wow. So to you know to kind of go to my point is that you know now you bring in Liam Cohen who just helped make Kentucky a top 4 SEC offense using guys like Wandell Robinson and using you know the the deep passing attack and vertical game and now all of a sudden you're like okay I can kind of see what McVay's doing here you know they have a target on their back they can't do the same thing that got them the Super Bowl last year they got to try and mix it up a little bit and when 
you know, now it's not the introductory season in the offense for Matthew Stafford. Now you can start adding stuff and making it more complex. And I think the Rams offense is going to be so dynamic this year as a passing attack and still be able to run the ball, but mainly a passing attack. I'm seeing like a 60-40 percentage, you know, pass to run. But hear me out when I say this. When you have a juggernaut of an offense like I just named, and the potential of breaking out, and we didn't even talk about the potential of OBJ coming back. That even makes it more dynamic. Now, you want to get that offense on the field as much as possible. And the best way to do that is steal the game. Steal turnovers. Take the ball away. And so now, you got Jalen Ramsey, who could be a ball hawk when he wants to. Oh, they lost Darius Williams. Well, Darius Williams didn't do the whole ball hawking thing this past year. So at all, at yeah, all. Yeah. So now they got Troy Hill, who has. So Troy Hill's done it. You know, he's had pick sixes in his career. You had Jalen Ramsey, Taylor Rapp, for whatever reason, will sneeze and he'll get four interceptions. It makes no sense to me. He just ends up with the ball in his hand. Uh, Terrell Burgess, obviously, you know, he's got ball skills. Nick Scott's got big time ball skills, that huge interception against Tom Brady in that playoff game. Can't discount that. You got Jordan Fuller, who's got ball skills, right? Quentin Lake. So you got plenty of talent in the back end of the secondary. We didn't even talk about Kobe Durant, who, you know, again, he's got ball skills going back to the clumsy game. He had two picks. I mean, this is somebody, you know, this is a, a, a secondary, you know, David Long, the pick six in the playoffs against the Cardinals. You just go through the list and you're like, there's so many different guys. And we didn't even mention Bobby Wagner, folks. Like, Bobby Wagner, he's the guy that literally just sneezes and the ball flies into his hand. He's always right place. Takes right the defense time. to an entirely to an entirely another level. What Eric Weddle did, you know, getting the defense lined up. I don't know you and you 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 probably know about this, but um, Burgess said uh, uh, the the pick he got against Bur- uh, against Brady in the um, in the divisional game. Eric Weddle tipped him off. Tipped him off with that. So having that, having a player like that in the middle of our defense for an entire season, and and to mention to mention the fact what he's going to do with our uh, to help our run defense, it it, it 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 takes that unit, it takes that that side of the ball to a to a, to a whole another level. We don't have that glaring weakness in the middle of the field like we did after we traded Kenny Young last year. You're not just you know the Niners teams like the Niners and the Titans aren't just going to be able to run the ball and then dink and dunk down the field, you know, and t- take those long methodical drives. They're going to have to try to throw into the teeth of the defense. And guess what? Like you said, we're prepared for it because we got some, we got some playmakers that we're going to put out there that we're, uh, you know, that we want to go out there and, and, and to steal some of those balls that they're going to have to try to push out. Yeah. I mean, exactly. You know, and I, I think just, you know, looking at what they've done now, you know, putting Ernest Jones with Bobby Wagner, those two kind of have a similar skill set. Like Ernest Jones likes to play the ball. He likes to make big plays, you know, and like dropping into coverage, but he can also blitz, you know, Bobby Wagner loves to blitz. He's also a tackling machine, athletic. So it's like you have those two guys that could, you know, have a pick six or a forced fumble or sack, strip sack, whatever. Um, You got the secondary and then a defense that, while we were just talking about turnovers, did I once mention Aaron Donald? I just did. That, that, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> like They've made it to the point where their defense is so good 
that if you if you start from the top, the secondary, and go down, you're already like, okay, this is going to be a problem. But now think about you know that think about that secondary, think about that linebacker group with just an average line, defensive line in front of them. Now think about that with Aaron Donald. Think about that with Greg Gaines in a contract year. Dude's hungrier than ever. Finally has, you know, the actual starting gig. You know, think about that. Now you have those guys. You have Sean Robinson. You got Leonard Floyd, who's got something to prove now that he, you know, like obviously Von Miller's not there anymore. So like he's got to step up. You got Justin Hollins. You got Terrell Lewis. You got Chris Garrett. Potentially Daniel Hardy. We'll see how much he plays this year. I I, I like him. I think he'll. I think this year he'll his contributions will mainly come on special teamers. But I like him for the future. Oh, I definitely do too. I I, I really like the pick, and I actually had the pl- uh, the the pre- ugh, the pleasure. I can't even talk um, of having him on Downtown Rams, and uh, he was a great interview. Really rooting for him. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I just think. What it, what it really comes down to is that the Rams want to generate turnovers. Bobby Wagner was kind of the first. They go. That's the thing. A lot of people look at it and Bobby Wagner was just picked up because he's a big name. But in reality, they have a plan. And I think that plan is really to generate turnovers, be more, you know, aggressive on defense. And you want to steal possessions away, man, because if you steal possessions away, you know, how else? You know, I, I was just looking at a, a highlight thing today that just came up on my Twitter feed, like the game where Tom Brady – against the Titans in Foxborough, freezing cold thing is just like coming down snow everywhere. And he throws five touchdowns in the first quarter. You're like, how do you do that? Well, think about it. It's impressive that Brady threw five touchdowns, but it's almost as impressive. The fact that the defense was able to generate five turnovers in the first quarter. So, you know, that's where all the, the people that say, you know, quarterback is everything. Yes. Quarterback helps, but, you also got to have you got to play complementary football, as Sean McVay would say, and that's that's what they want to do. They want to they want to have a defense that helps the offense, you know. And so that that's what I would say, you know, in regards to that, um, you know. But you got any final thoughts, Raheem? I think it's it's been a fun show. Um, you know, talked about Montez Sweat a ton. Talked about Robert Quinn. Why the Rams would even do such a thing? Why they wouldn't? Why it makes sense? Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, no, nah, man. I've, I've pretty I've pretty much said everything I have to, everything I wanted to, and everything I didn't. You you pretty much touched on. So, like you said, it's been a great topic. Yeah. Well, hey, man. I, I appreciate your uh, participation. Everyone uh, joining in. I understand it was kind of spur of the moment, but you know, doing these twice a week and doing them during a dead point in the season. I'm really trying to find the sweet spot of when most people will come in. Do people like it, you know, scheduled far out in advance? And what I find is actually, no, Uh, I get the same results just doing, you know, the spur of the moment stuff. So, um, you know, what we're going to do, obviously we're going to get more schedule based. Uh, Cannot wait for this during the season, guys, to have this, you know, capability to just have anybody on and talk about games and stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Might even do a live, um, you know, version of this, like during one of the games, maybe preseason. We'll see how it goes. I don't know if anybody would be interested in that, but yeah, I would definitely be. I'm. I was. I was actually thinking about live. Uh, you know, doing like a live game cast uh, later this year. 
Yeah, Raheem. Well, hey, uh, you know, really appreciate you coming on. Appreciate everybody. If you guys could do me a favor, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this uh, this show. Um, and uh, also, word of mouth. If you guys really do like this, you think it works, you think it's a cool platform, I'm desperately trying to get people to try this out because everyone's so comfortable with Twitter spaces. But I'm telling you, this is better if you really buy into it because you can chat. There's literally a chat in here. So you can chat, you can, you know, has all the emojis of that, right? But on top of that, you can call in as well. So it's very similar to Twitter Spaces, but also this also turns into a podcast. So just know anytime you talk, it's going to go on Apple Music. It's going to go on Spotify. Like you're going to be out there. So, um, you know, it's your opportunity to say what you want. But, you know, uh, yeah, if you guys could do me a favor and just uh, share this thing around if you enjoy it and try to push it on. And just see if anybody, you know, bites because, uh, you know, just trying to grow this thing organically. Obviously, I got a really nice following on Twitter and YouTube, but, um, you know, people are a little scared to use this app. I don't know why. <laughs> but that's going to do it. Uh, appreciate you guys hopping in. Really do appreciate it. Um, I will do the live. It sounds like during uh, one of the preseason games, maybe all of them. We'll see. I think that sounds like a good move. But until next time, guys, I'm Jake Ellenbogen. This has been Ram's Edge. If you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I will be hosting another call-in show tomorrow at 9.30, and that will be MCU Edge. So it's all MCU for that. I'll do two more Ram shows uh, upcoming this week, and then, you know, we'll just continue with the two each week. But that's going to do it for me. So you guys have a great rest of your Sunday, and I'll see you guys soon. All right, man. Keep it easy. You too.